for joining me at the morning potato. Disclaimer, I have absolutely no idea what I am doing. This is an idea of sorts that was brought to me by a friend that for whatever reason enjoys my commentary, probably because they're my friend. This is not an indication of absolutely anyone else enjoying any of my commentary at all. I think there's maybe a handful of people that potentially find me amusing for various reasons that may not even align all the time. Um, but here I am spontaneously at two in the morning on Saturday, June 13th, 2020. May this go down as an embarrassing point in history for me. Um, but yes, thank you to the two listeners that have attended, one being my friend Chewy, and you know, you there, I, I know, I know you'll probably listen to this, this was partially your idea, I forget how this came about, um, and whatever poor stranger happens to come across this mess, um, right, so, there's tons of things I could go on about, there really are, uh, given that this very thing is a spontaneous moment, I don't have any material prepared, and to my understanding, that's kind of the functionality of what makes a podcast, at least a good one. I never said this was going to be good. Never did that. No one has any record of me saying that this is this will be good at all. There. Whole bunch of pressure. Already relieved. If you are still listening past this point, you know what you're in for. Which, if you do, you you probably have a better idea than I do, because <laughs> I don't know. Um, right, so, gotta talk about something. Let's see. Let's start with space, shall we? Um, and I, I love space. I'm an astrophysics major. I'm still in school working on my bachelor's. Um, so yeah, clearly I'm all about space. I, I love, I love science and physics. It's excellent. But that being said, um, I don't have absolutely any kind of material that I have prepared that would be worth trying to structure into a podcast for listening ears. So. When in doubt, go to the thing that, you know, gives, you know, a bit of a pet peeve, right? Okay. Now, this following subject is very, very common in, in our current modern day society, unfortunately. Um, but we've all heard of them. We know they're out there. We know they exist. We thought they went away several thousand years ago, but no, they did not. Flat Earthers, I am looking at you. Oh boy. So yeah, as as many of us already know, there is a certain part of the population that um, has subscribed to the doctrine of believing that the Earth is not spherical, 
it is a plane. Or in other words, the earth is quote unquote flat. Therefore, coining the terms flat earthers. Now, for several reasons I have issues with this. Um, one of the big ones is that we as a species have literally known for a couple thousand years with, um, oh, I believe he was an ancient Greek, I don't want to say the name because I have this thing with, like, I don't want to give misinformation, so if I don't know it right now off the top of my head, see, this is what happens when you don't prepare information, this is what happens when you go into something blind, spontaneously, in the middle of the night, because your friend would like you to podcast which I talk to myself all the time in the middle of the night so I guess this is just me doing it recorded um yeah anyway there's a dude he's Greek or Roman pretty sure he's a Greek um and he (laughs) he used like simple geometry because you know calculus was not invented back then calculus came along with Newton um but he used literally like geometry that I mean most would be taught in like middle school or or something like that um to measure the circumference of the earth and he got it like correct to an astonishing degree once again do not have the number off the top of my head but I it was it was just I think he was just off by maybe a couple of miles or the equivalent um of whatever kind of unit of measurement they use. Basically, it was really close. And that was some ancient guy that did not have any of the technology that we have now. And he he was able to figure it out with basic, basic geometry. Like, you didn't even need calculus to do that. And now, 2,000 years later, we have a decent growing percentage of the population that <laughs> that is spreading this. Also, another special thing, um, you know, uh, I believe this has such a big following because, I mean, you put things on the internet and they gain traction and it circulates really, really fast. I mean, especially when you have big figures like, like celebrities and such, which I can't think of any off the top of my head once again prepping information kind of important um but one that i can think of but she's she's still a child you know so you know you kind of cut her a bit of slack then but um millie bobby brown there we go millie bobby brown uh the girl that plays um 11 on stranger things she she has said something about the earth being flat recently um and this because okay one they're starting to infect the children essentially (laughs) oh no the youth they're starting to infect the youth um which is you know people say children are the future and i mean like really they are like linear time what do you think you know (laughs) 
they kind of they're gonna they're gonna you know they're gonna be here a bit longer than we are so you know they'll, they'll be a bit more involved in that portion of the future than than we will be but this misinformation is spreading to kids um and then it spreads to a high profile kid who then takes that to her social media platform which i believe she spoke about it on snapchat or something to the effect of that um and you know kids follow celebrity kids and they can be very influenced by celebrity kids because that's in their demographic that's someone that they are able to relate with instantaneously so then who knows maybe her thinking that the earth is flat and talking about it on a social platform made other children think the earth is flat also different note um i have the fortune of working at a pla- well we're in a quarantine right now so i'm out of a job at the moment but before the quarantine i had the fortune of working at a planetarium and one of my co-workers we do little field trips um for for local schools um and one of my friends she asked the <laughs> She asked the group at the end of the field trip, oh, like, what did you guys learn today? This was like a group of about seven, eight-year-olds, right? Probably like third grade or something. And one kid raised his hand and said, today I learned that the earth is not flat. Now that's good because he learned that the earth is not flat. But what that means beforehand is that before he did think the earth was flat like it's good that we got to him and we're like hey the earth is not flat and this is why um but either he just assumed the earth was flat because you know he only sees flatness right so if you're a kid and you don't you don't think about you know you're that young you don't think about like how could this be a sphere when all you see is flatness and you don't ask anyone about it and you're not like you haven't reached the portion of school where they teach you about that yet then that would make sense so yeah that actually might be the reason let's let's keep our fingers crossed and hope that's the reason because flat earthers have children too so <clears throat> um but yeah or he may have learned it from home which would be the dangerous part because you know then he'd go back home and be like hey the earth isn't flat and then you know obviously the parents would be like what do you mean yes it is and then he'd probably would go back to thinking the earth is flat unless he was a very stubborn child which i hope so i hope so um but no and it's it's not only yeah so it affects the youth obviously but what really gets me is there are a lot of people that you would not expect to believe these things like i know of a business professor um one of my one of my friends business professors when our planetarium was opening um you know big event whichever i i wasn't working there but it's anyway side commentary um he he refused to go in because he saw a globe that we had, you know, which we're able to, you know, project all cool things on like Mars, Jupiter, you know, logos, Earth, you know, Earth. That's also a globe. Um, and apparently 
word has it, he just went off talking about how everything was just BS and this and that and oh, misinformation and I mean the irony of a flat earther talking about a planetarium spreading misinformation about the earth being a globe. It's a painful irony, one that they believe in strongly and one that makes me very sad. Um, if anyone is interested in, in this to a further extent, there is, it's on Netflix currently, um, there's a documentary called Beyond the Curve, I do believe it's called Beyond the Curve, and it is a documentary that was made of flat earthers, and it's really interesting because the more you watch it, I'll try not to spoil a whole lot of it, I'll, you know, I'll shout spoiler if it ends up being, um, but what it boils down to is this is kind of like a sense of community for these people, like they believe in this thing that, like, sets them apart, kind of like conspiracy theorists, right? It sets them apart and it makes them feel special. So it's it's much the same with flat earthers, I think, is here's this thing that they believe in that sets them apart and they, they hang on to that. They all, some of them, like, honestly, they, maybe it's not even they feel special. Like, they may just not have the background to be able to understand the falsities that they're being told and you know, the falsities that they are being told could sound like that makes sense to people, which is also why I think it's gained so much traction. Um, but yeah, for whatever their reason, they believe in this so strongly, and then they, they like, can put a strain on the relationships with people that they already have had in their lives that obviously don't believe that the Earth is flat, and like, we're not talking like just friends, like some people have had divorces because of this, um, like they've shunned their siblings, their, their, their parents, um, and of course with that their friend groups that don't agree with them. So they, they essentially push themselves away and isolate themselves from the life that they had pre-flat earth. So then the flat earther community is the only sense of community that they have to fall back on. And from the looks of the documentary, what I do have to say about the community is like, at least, like, sure it's culty. I mean, like when you get a group of people believing in something, there's a certain amount of culty aspects to it, you know, I'd have to say. Um, but with, with this one, it's, they're like marshmallows though. Like they all seem to be really sweet. There's this one guy that's kind of not. Um, and then I'm sure some of, you know, there's always gonna be some kind of negative something or other. But for the most of it, these people seem to be very sweet and, and very welcoming and, you know, just very nice to each other. So, I mean, the message is not good, but the people, are like the people seem to be for the most part they just have a very odd subject that you know bonds them together i don't know what else to say about that um but yeah it's just it's this community they've built 
and okay, this is a bit of a spoiler, so okay, you know, if you really don't want to know, you know, then ah, stop listening, I don't know, shoot a minute ahead, I don't know how long I'm going to be going on about this, but spoiler alert, there's this point where they conduct this experiment with a laser, right, um, and they have markings, wish I could explain this better, once again, you need to prep your material to do this stuff right, lesson learned, um, so yeah, they have this experiment that they do with a laser, a very high-powered laser, and it's supposed to hit a certain mark if the earth is spherical, and then if their hypothesis is correct about the earth being flat, it's supposed to hit a different mark. This is conducted towards the end of the documentary, and you have to respect them for the fact that they've actually gone out, created their own hypothesis through their own kind of system of logic that they have, and have bought equipment and have gone through all of these different circumstances to, to be able to conduct this experiment, like it's space out everything to, you know, to try to get the proper calculations that they want. Like, that's, that's what scientists do. That is what scientists do. It's like these people have the heart and the drive of a scientist, yet they just were not given the proper background. Anyway, more on that later. Um, but yeah, so they go through all of this, and of course, like, their experiment yields the results of the Earth being spherical. And it's like, they, th this is at the very end, and it's like they have this kind of moment of, of shock, right? But then they try to change it somehow to, to fit their flat Earth agenda. But I mean, just think that, like think, if they were to acknowledge that the earth is spherical through this proof that they have achieved from properly conducting this experiment. The hypothesis was wrong, but the evidence does not lie. You know, they've been proven wrong. Um, and this is where they deter from scientists. Um, scientists, when they are proven wrong, you know, they repeat the experiments, all that, you know, of course. Um, but they accept that they are wrong when they are wrong because the thing that speaks loudest is the experiments, is is the evidence, you know. Um, they may not like that their hypothesis was wrong, especially if you have something like your life's work. <laughs> oh boy. Um, anyway, some, some scientists I feel a bit bad about. Anyway, it could happen to any of us. Okay, I'm not going on that tangent right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, so that is where they differ in, um, you know, in terms of being a scientist. But to acknowledge that they were wrong and their hypothesis was wrong and that, you know, the experiment does yield the results of a spherical Earth would be to completely denounce their flat Earther community. And then that would also mean having to go back to the people that they have further denounced for like thinking that they were I don't want to say insane because it's not polite to refer to people as insane but I can't think of another term 
you know, their friends and family, that's what they were insane for believing that the earth is flat and them pushing them away because they believed that. They'd have to go back to them and be like, okay, I was wrong. And people don't like being wrong, especially when they have created this huge structure of, you know, this whole foundation of this thing that they, you know, it's, it's like a it's a community, it's like a religion, it's a belief, it's so many things, and it would just be so hard for them, but I am going to be winding this down in the next couple of minutes, hopefully, but I do want to leave on this note, I know I have spoken very passionately and very anti, you know, flat earth, because obviously I am against flat earth, I'm against that movement, but I do want to make a note that I am not against the people, right? I have in the past been very stuck up to a couple flat earthers that I've come across. Like, I, you know, obviously I was not receptive to what they were saying because it's not correct and I'm a very scientifically minded person. You know, so it, it's it's hard to 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 like hear people talk about that and to not give some splashback, right? Um, but that's something that I try not to do anymore because, like, these are people that did not have the same opportunities to learn different scientific methods for whatever reason they that was something that they missed out on like maybe someone made them feel ashamed for knowledge that they didn't have maybe maybe they were made fun of maybe they were meant to feel stupid because i mean that that also is a theme that comes up a lot when they are talking about these scientists that clearly refute in such a respectful manner what, what they are saying um, is they'll they'll talk about oh those scientists oh the da, 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 you know so clearly if they think negatively about the scientists I, I feel that it it's deeper than just feeling negatively about them because they don't believe what they believe I feel they feel negatively probably because they've had a bad experience in the past and I mean as someone that is in STEM and is also someone that has, you know, is friends with people that aren't in STEM, like, that is a huge thing that, you know, people, you know, sometimes people do act superior to those that are not scientists, other scientists may act superior to those that aren't, and, I mean, that's not, that's not good, like, you know, how are you going to get people to listen to you and respect you? make them feel like if you can't treat them with respect it's just not good so I'm imagining that those people have experienced something like that which is why it is so important to be respectful and be nice to them which is kind of hard um I've not encountered another flat earther personally since I have chosen to adopt this much needed attitude um but whenever I do, my kind of 
my approach to it is going to be along the vein of I'm just I'm going to listen to them it'll it'll be hard but I'm, I'm gonna try to listen to them hear them out what they have to say why they believe what they believe and I mean as someone that is pursuing a degree in science, particularly physics and astronomy, um, it will feel like sacrilege to not, you know, give them a counter-argument for what's the truth. But the way in which I do that and I approach that, I want to do in a very respectful, light manner. Like, I will best as I can make sure my tone does not have any edge of rudeness or you know I, I don't even want it to be misconstrued towards anything I just want it to be very level and soft and I also want to communicate that I understand this is their belief it's very strong for them I'm going to give them this counter argument I'm going to tell them why I don't think they are correct but but I do want to communicate to them that I don't expect them to change their view I don't expect them to have this aha moment when I am speaking to them uh, you know I believe it's called confirmation bias um, where when when someone counted contradicts what you say then that reinforces your belief that makes it even stronger you know um, so that would also be something I'm trying to avoid but also I understand that you can't change someone's mind that quickly that, that's not how human beings work it takes a very long time to be able to adapt a mindset where you're able to digest information and think about it on a shorter period of time to accurately develop differing opinions to what you previously had you know that's something that I fortunately have a good level of but it comes with time and practice and it, it you know you, you just you do have to have a certain mindset like you have to have a growth mindset you have to because I mean for these kinds of to change yourself to change opinions you have to be willing to grow you know to to be willing to have contradictory subjects introduced to you and to be able to have your mind open to the fact that you may very well be wrong you you know you may not always be right maybe sometimes you're partially maybe sometimes you're not at all you know um that's something I really love about science is it's constantly humbling you. You make hypotheses, you hope they're correct, you run experiments, sometimes they are correct, sometimes they're not, sometimes there's a grey area. A lot of times you have to adjust things, you have to rewrite things, you you know, there's it's just scientific method, there's so much beauty in it. And I just wish as a general populace 
we adapted that so much more because not only is it great in trying to figure out different aspects of the world and have something that we can rely on that follows a specific method but there's so much of that that you can adapt to being able to communicate with one another as well to be able to try to understand other people's views why they think the way they do and I just think society would benefit so much more from people taking that kind of mindset and just being able to have discussions and just try to think of how someone else thinks you know all right got a little bit off on a tangent from the flat earther this is a lot longer than I thought it was going to be for podcast zero. That's what I'm calling this one, podcast zero, because I had <laughs> zero material prepared for it. Chewy, I hope you enjoy this because you are probably going to be the sole listener. Anyone that has accidentally stumbled upon this and much less has got to this point of listening to it, you are a hero and I'm also deeply sorry. So sorry. Oh boy. Um, but yes, I don't know how to end these things, but I guess you would end it with any other way that you would end things. With a goodbye. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no. Thank you for tuning in. I can't guarantee when one of these is going to happen again, because I also have summer school starting yay by the way i love learning mathematics online but hey we're in a quarantine all right stay safe out there try not to die that's a bit 